and welcome to the second season of the Ansan Greeners Football Podcast. I'm your host Mike Brandon and today I'm going to be joined by Colin Campbell and David Spears as we preview the 2022 season and then in the second section we're going to have a little piece from Carl Gobler talking about Ansan's new signing Enrique. So thank you for joining us once again and look forward to our preview in this podcast. So I'm joined by podcast regular Dr. Colin Campbell and also, of course, Korean football expert David Spears. So how have you guys been over the winter break? Yeah, good, good. Um, I'm sure just like yourself, missing the football, but watching a little bit of my my hometown on television, my hometown team, watching watching St. Mary charge up the league. So yeah, I've been enjoying that. Maybe Maybe a little bit more than you have over this winter. Yeah, winter comment. winter break has been nice for me. Um, watching a lot of the Olympics with the kids. We're all on break right now, so we've been getting plenty of viewing in each day. It's nice and cold outside today. I think with a this morning, I saw 14 degrees Fahrenheit being a minus 11 Celsius. Nice 7 a.m. jog. So most of the day is spent inside. <laughs> that sets us up nicely for the opening day on Sunday then. Hopefully temperatures go a little bit higher. But of course, as we know, higher temperatures in winter here usually mean higher pollution. So we can't really, can't really win, can you? So obviously we're here to uh, preview Ansan's uh, 2022 season. So this is, of course, our second season of the podcast and the sixth season for the Ansan Greeners franchise. So. Let's just start actually with um, what we've lost over the course of uh, the winter. So I think one of the more important things to say that hasn't been too much turnover this winter actually for Ansan, but I just mean we have lost a few key players. In particular, we've lost a lot of our backline, our defence, um, including uh, Song Juho, who I think posted the best statistics in defence last season. And perhaps more importantly, our captain. This is the loss of another number four in uh, two seasons in a row. Our number four captain has uh, departed, justifying the number four as, as a bad number, I guess. Um, but yeah, Yon Jae Min has, hasn't just departed. He's actually gone to Anyang, which is a, a bit of an insult for Ansan Green as fans. So what, what do you think about these departures and what's it going to do to Ansan next season? I'm disappointed to see that our strongest defender um, has departed. He was really a stalwart in the back, not just our strongest defender, but he also seemed to figure that the team could rally around. As for Jamin, uh, that's just treacherous. Moving up line for north, you know, six stops north to Anyang. And, uh, getting in bed with the enemy. Unforgivable. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a real worry. Um, as you look at the departures and who's come in, the defense looks a real worry. Um, you're always going to miss your captain, Yan Jae-min, no matter where he goes to. Um, you said Song Joo Ho, but um, is it, uh, Kim Hyun-tae has, has left as well. He was right. another one 
more a midfielder, but he could fill in in defence. It really looks a weak area in the team right now. Um, so, yeah, uh, it's a definite worry at the start of the season is going to be the defence. So I said there's not been a lot of turnover, and that's usually one of the concerns, especially in the second tier in Korea and also further down, of course, the Korean pyramid that a lot of teams see almost their entire team change over every between season to season. But generally, I think the Fansan's first 11, other than the defence, is going to be mostly intact going into 2022, which we haven't seen for a while, actually. Um, but the club has brought in, you know, has seen a lot of departures um, of the guest of those not in the first 11 or around the first team. But we've also brought in a whole host of players. But are there any of these players standing out to you to, uh, to strengthen the team at all, just looking at where they've come from? Well, um, the, the midfield looks to be probably our strongest area. Um, our new center back, Tegu, I'm not sure where, if he was a backup before uh, we lost Juho. But across the midfield, we have uh, Wase, Asnawi, and uh, Sangmin, three strong players returning from last year and kind of a more untested player at left wing with Juni. So the midfield is very important, is really important, you know, for a football club. So even with the back depleted, it's nice to see that our strong midfield is mostly intact or our relatively strong field is still intact. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of I kind of feel like I'm starting off the podcast for the new season with a lot of negatives, but the incoming ones, again, it's it's not something that's that's hugely exciting. Um, I think the one name that, that had to jump out to me was uh, the new Brazilian signing Tiago. Um, there's not a lot about him online. Um, the statistics we've seen aren't very encouraging. Um, Obviously, Ansan have scouted him. They've seen something in him. Um, I have heard he is supposed to be very, very quick. Um, he's supposed to be sub 11 seconds for 100 meters. So, but yeah, um, outside of that, the, the, the signings that have come in, a lot of university players, a lot of players from K3, K4 teams that seem to have been signed because of their the university background, seems to be something the managers really concentrated on. And there's not a lot of experience there at this level, that's for sure, with the incoming players. It's definitely, if you look at the, the average age of the players coming in, if you take off, um, there have been a couple of experienced ones. We've had uh, Guan Yongho, who's come in from the K4, he's 29, and then we've already mentioned Dongri coming in from all side in the K3. And then there's uh, Kim Yong-nam, etc. But if you take out those players, we're talking about the average age is about 20, 21, right? For all these incomings. So um, I'm not sure if it was basically using Ansan as a, as a large academy and see if some of these come through. Um, I'm not sure what, what the contract lengths are going to be and whether they you know, don't really see K2 teams being able to use players as assets for sales, do we? So um, one one that is interesting to me is just because he's obviously, um, is that Yoon... Young one, he's 20 years old. He's gone to Croatia to play for Split. Um, 
obviously perhaps this either not worked out for him or it was only to to get an experience anyway but he's um i think he only played made one appearance there as far as i can tell but i think that that's kind of an interesting one to me and it's one i'll be looking out for but yeah it's not massively uh you know, i don't think there's many new signings that we can really get excited about um Whereas, you know, in other off-seasons, you know, even though we don't know who these players are, the club's been really able to sell them. But I think the, um, is it the, the, the Verdor supporters group published an open letter onto Facebook criticising the lack of signings. And following that, we had all of these university player announcements. But you have, again, we did only recently we got some... I'm going to say maybe not so inspiring announcements coming in, so... Let's focus on, we've already mentioned then though, really the key thing for me for the new season is the retention of our spine, the core players in the team and the spine. So Lee Sung-bin, he, um, he was six for clean sheets, um, top three, I think, in the league for, sh- for shot stopping last season. Um, and then, of course, Sang-min, who was off, you know, the foreign supporters player of the season. He was fantastic in midfield. And perhaps the big one we've kept... As Nawi on, which I'm going to admit surprised me because we don't normally see the foreign players always stay more than one season, and particularly a player of his profile, given his time even at, with the, at the Suzuki Cup with with Indonesia. Um, I'm kind of glad to see that we're going to have another season with him. But what do you think about the retention? Who are you happy to see remain, and who do you think perhaps is less inspiring that they're still in a green shirt this year? Well, I know uh, Duarte's had some injury trouble, but on the right wing, uh, just playing right ahead of Asnawi, I think that could be a strong uh, playmaking duo. One thing we lacked last year that we've lacked for a long time is the ability to um, make your own shots up shots you know not just get penalty kicks or rebounds but actual plays and i think those two together could be could improve upon the small amount of chemistry that they started to create last year yeah i mean for me like you guys this is definitely the encouraging thing going into the new season um all the all the ones you mentioned just there um i think it's are really good signings to uh, are really good people to keep on, uh, and as as Nawi in particular, I think there's a whole lot more to come from him this season. Um, Duarte, I really like Eason Bin being signed uh, or staying again because I think it's really important to have a goalkeeper who's your established number one. He's someone that you don't even really have to think about. He's kind of like just going to be on the team sheet. I think that's really important for a team. Um, I think there's maybe one more. Oh yeah, the um, the other Brazilian guy who kept on as well, Canuto, um, didn't really have much of a season last year, but he's been at Ansan for a couple of years now. I think that's good for that sort of continuity as well. So I think it'll be interesting to see if he stays on as well and um, he goes with the new season. Right. So. Thinking on that, of course, uh, as now we might not face the same problems as last year, because I think he'll have less duties for Indonesia this this year, because obviously the 
the big tournament for them. He, he played, I think, two tournaments last, last year. And then he spent more than, collectively, more than a month in COVID quarantine as well, which also is something that I'm guessing isn't going to be a thing as much this season. Um, well, hopefully, because that means everything's you know, improving. But we do have a new captain. Obviously, Yon Jae-min has um, left us with a knife in our back, so to speak. Um, and I was surprised that the captain was, you know, Kim Leondo. I know he's kind of top scorer last season, but a lot of those came from the penalty spot. And, you know, he has been with us for, for a few seasons now since he arrived from Buchan. But what do you think about that? And do you think there may have been a better candidate for this position? I wouldn't mind seeing Sun Ben. Um, like David said, you know, he's kind of a solid presence in the backfield. Um, third, like you know, you noted the third most saves last year. It's wonderful to see him back. And he seems like glue that could keep the team together. And I agree, Riundo, um, he comes in flashes and disappears for a while. He doesn't seem like the most consistent presence to wear the uh, badge. Yeah, I mean, I would I, that would be my choice as well. Um, my, I'm, I'm fine with uh, Kim Yondo being captain. My only thing against it is a much more general thing. I'm never that happy with forwards being captain. And I do prefer it to be players at the back or, or maybe seeing more of the game um, to be captain, but I'm, I, I don't have a problem with them being the new captain. If it had been my choice, I would have probably have gone for Eason being as well. Yeah, I tend to concur, or at least for similar reasons to David, someone in the middle of the park who, for example, like Isang Min and Goewazi played almost every game last season. Uh, I'm not necessarily saying that would make them the best choice, but certainly you know, particularly with Sangmin's play, he did play like an enforcer who could also pass. So he just seemed like the kind of player who would be in a perfect position to influence both his teammates and also all the other things that go around captaincy as well. But I don't know, we'll see how it goes. Um, you know, maybe Riondo will turn into an Alan Shearer-like figure. Um, we'll see. <laughs> okay. Um, right. So one... We're going to go into predictions a little bit later, but there's something of an, it's a bit of a more of an exciting K2 this year because we've got a Gimpo coming in as a new team and we might even see uh, in 2023, there might even be more teams, right? Like Chanan or Yongin potentially coming in, but it's good to see a new team um, expanding the league a little more and hopefully you know, engaging more fans. Um, but the more exciting thing is there's more opportunities to go up this year with the extended playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the playoffs have been extended. I don't know how ambitious you want me to be in explaining this. But, um, if Anson were to finish top, obviously they're promoted. Um, second place would put them straight into a playoff final against um, a 10th place team, I think it is. Um, Whereas, or is it the 11th place team? Yes, sorry, the 11th place team. So the second would play the 11th team in the, uh, the K1 league. 
And then the playoff places go all the way down to fifth place this time. So if you were to finish fifth, fourth and fifth would play against each other. The winner would play third. And then the winner of that would go on and play the 10th placed K-League team. Sounds a little bit complicated. Basically, as you said, Mike, there's a lot more chance of going up through the playoffs this season. I think even, you know, even if I don't particularly like the playoffs system in a, in a sense that I think the winner of any playoffs should be promoted. It shouldn't then give the upper team another chance to survive, I think. But even so, I think it's a good move because you know, it's going to give a little more excitement after, you know, because halfway through the season last year, it was particularly towards the end of end of August, it was more a case of can Ansan not finish bottom? And there's no real way to, to, to enjoy following the team. So the idea that there's always that chance of a late surge into fifth, I think it's going to make for a better a better season for us, I, I hope. Yeah, we finished just two points out of that fifth spot last year so there would have been hope yes yeah, certainly was it we finished nine points behind fourth so that was no chance but yeah if it was fifth we'd no be, chance but yeah yeah so it would have kept the end of the season a little more interesting and engaging um okay let's move on to another thing and i i keep i like to say this but i think you can you can you don't even have to hedge this so much you can say that Ansan are the most popular Korean football team in the world, okay? Because they <laughs> surpassed that 100,000 followers mark on uh, Instagram. So if that's our metric of uh, followership, if you like, then at least on social media, Ansan are absolutely kicking it. And of course, we have um, particularly one person to, to thank for that in Asnawi. But Ansan have more Instagram followers than any K1 outfit, including the, you know, the multiple Asian Champions League winners, Pohang, or the, you know, the de facto K1 league winners in Jumbuk. So what, do you what do you, impact do you think it can actually have on the K League itself, having, I think, a lot of the... Um, a lot of those followers have come in through Asnawi. What impact can that actually have for Ansan and the Kaylee uh, in a wider aspect? Any type of exposure is good. Um, even though they are the most popular on Twitter and Instagram, there's quite you know a choke point there as it's all seems to be funneling through Asnawi and maybe straight towards. Indonesia. But the positives of that are, you know, just eyes on the process. Who knows? Um, maybe this new retooled uh, playoff format has come from just having more eyes on the process. Uh, so any type of exposure is good here. And it would be wonderful to see if there's some way to incorporate those new fans who maybe cannot get into Korea into the team in a way using something like, you know, Decentraland or some type of new metaverse technology. It seems like lots of sports clubs are just now getting into that. And this looks like a perfect way to capitalize on the most 
followed Korean football clubs uh, when you have a po- the majority of that population can't physically go to games because they're not in the country. Yeah, I don't think I can add anything to that. It can only be a positive and a real opportunity for Ansan to do something with it. Also, love a maybe a, a postseason tour to Indonesia, actually, um, which they advertise because Ansan have played um, before the twenty twenty season. They went to you know, um, Turkey, and but it wasn't really easy. It wasn't really something fans were expected to go along to. But this could be quite an interesting, you know, uh, an interesting opportunity as well. Be the first real K League club that goes on an international marketing tour. Um, so as I said, yeah, it's all happening in Ansan, the most popular team in green on the peninsula. So, um, okay. And also, I think when we look at a new season, we should consider as well that last season was Ansan's, um, Ansan's best, um, since winning the league, the best for the best performance against our line for derby rivals in, in Anyang last year with three wins and a draw. Even though Anyang were second in the, well, finished, is it second in the league last season? Um, so can we continue that this season and get, you know, and continue our ascendant, our domination over, over Anyang? It's going to be tough. Um... A lot of the city-based teams uh, are heavily affected by who's mayor at the time of the city. And Anyang's mayor is very much uh, into supporting the team in any way he can. Um, so Anyang are going through a period of um, being quite well-funded and uh, looking at a new stadium and everything. So, yeah, they're, they're going to be tough rivals this season. But, you know, fingers crossed, fingers crossed. Yeah, I mean, whether whether or not we are up to the game or as high of a caliber as the team was uh, Anyang last year, you know, we proved we could come out in the, the in the spike games and hold <laughs> our own. So, I mean, I think spite is a much stronger motivator sometimes than the uh, tables or the charts so hopefully we can do it again right certainly if just think if it wasn't for Kim Chon being in the league I think Anyang probably may have well gone on to have actually won it mm. to be honest as well um because Anyang I think are also providing a little bit of a template for the the lesser funded teams because Dejan John um even Busan I think have a lot of backing but for the likes of Ansan and Asan or even Eland, etc. It's not so easy to do that. So Anyang certainly, if they get that right kind of backing in the city, or a lot more of a showing what can be done for teams in in positions like Ansan. So who knows? You know, it'd be great to have a line for a derby in in the K1. So, mm. um, although Anyang are probably far more concerned with playing FC Seoul in the K1 than Anyang. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, okay. All right then. Um, predictions then. 2022. It's October. We're going towards that. You know, season's got a few games left. 
What are we excited about with Ansem? I've got three pop culture, uh, not as much predictions as, but things we're excited about. We've got Adam Sandler, Uncut Gems, George Lucas, A New Hope, Curb Your Enthusiasm, Latte Larry's, Spite Store. So Uncut Gems, looking at these new university players, maybe we can find a diamond in the rough here. A New Hope having this new qualification table to get into the playoffs where we would have had much more hope near the end of the year last year if it had been implemented. And then can we spite our neighbor again, like the Latte Larry's spite <laughs> store? Let's keep it up. So those are my three things to focus on. I'm afraid I'm going to finish the same way I started. I'm going to be quite negative. It feels to me with a new coach, so many young players coming in. Um, although we do still have that strong core in the center and up front, it feels to me like this might be a growing season. Uh, it might be one where hopefully we can sneak into the playoffs, but it feels to me more perhaps a launching pad into next year. It's very downbeat, I know. I'm sorry be a, a little more um, positive which is obviously something we're trying not to be in this current situation the pandemic but um, to me as now he kicks on you know bags five or six goals ten assists Duarte continues his redemption and rage against all the K-League fans who mocked him when he returned to the K2 last season by banging in double figures um, Sangmin eventually leaves Ansan at the end of 2022 after a wonderful midfield general season. And unfortunately, he won't get the chance to represent Ansan in the K1 in 2023. <laughs> That's my prediction. Um, anything less and I'll, is unacceptable. But I think <laughs> um, this is realistic, I think, for this team. Um, because yeah, um, obviously top the top two three I think yeah the likes of Guangzhou, Anyang, even Dejan and John Nam they're all going to be pushing even Busan are going to be wanting to get back up there, um, so yeah, let me just say Gyeongnam as well because that's the only K two team I, we haven't mentioned but mm. not a lot to say about them so, <laughs> so um, yeah. I mean, I think that's just the whole design of the playoffs. This fifth is realistic for absolutely everyone, and certainly for Ansan, it should be too. Right. Okay, then. Well, I think we'll leave it there and say thanks for joining us. And let's have a great 2022 for everyone. Okay, thank you. Have a wonderful, wonderful end to your winter holiday. <laughs>
Hey there. I'm here to discuss Ansan's signing of prolific striker, 26-year-old Tiago Enrique. Um, <laughs> so yeah, let's just go ahead and get it out of the way. His last goal was in 2019, where he scored all, scored all three of his professional goals um, across two seasons with two teams in 2019. Um, so look, I'm not going to say he's going to come in and crush the anything like that, but just hear me out for a second. There's got to be something behind the signing. I hope I'm not quite yet ready to dismiss it as a random Brazilian ending up in Korea, you know, again. Um, and also, I was kind of vocal last year about bringing Duarte in, and, well, he scored a handful of goals and proved me wrong uh, is returning this year. Um, so a couple of the obvious things about um, Tiago. He's very tall for the K-League, uh, around six foot two which could be beneficial in obvious ways, such as heading in those crosses and set pieces. Um, but actually, I found some YouTube highlights. I'll, I'll link a video later for you guys. Um, and he actually looks like he's pretty quick as well. Um, he's listed as a center forward, but I actually looked pretty good on the wing, especially on the left. Um, quick on the ball and got some pretty impressive crosses in. And though I haven't seen it on um, the stats, he actually earned a quite a few assists as well. Um, but looking into it, um, he's been a part of quite a few successful teams. He's got multiple trophies back home in Brazil. He's played in the second, third, fourth division, as well as multiple state leagues. Um, so he's been around a winning atmosphere and I'm hoping, you know, sometimes that can lead to a helpful mentality that a team like Ansan could use. Um, but obviously that's, probably going to take a little of settling in first. Um, but one thing about the Brazilian leagues in general, players don't typically have large numbers of appearances in any specific league because they play like three or sometimes even four throughout the year with tiered state leagues and then the state cups actually being the most important competition of the year to most of them as the national leagues, um, whether it's the first or the fourth division are more new and don't quite carry the weight as winning some of the regional competitions. Um, so a guy making four to seven appearances in a specific competition in a year is not that unusual. Um, and Tiago's a guy that's mostly come off the bench. So if we look at his most successful season statistically, um, in 2019, he won the fourth national division um, in what appears to be his best year to date um, with a team called Bruska. Um, scored two goals with them and then two with Metropolitano in a state competition the same year. And then he got picked up by uh, Londrina in the third division. And they ended up loaning him out through most of that year. We earned quite a few minutes with them and the other team. Um, and then when they won promotion that year up to the second division, they actually brought him back. And that's where he played his last minutes, mostly off the bench again, before coming into Ansan. Um, so he did earn limited minutes both seasons, but that was in two or even three competitions throughout. Um, so he actually has some game experience there. Um, but also I kind of have to look in the fact he's jumped clubs a lot. So settling in can take time, but basically you know, I'm going to give the guy a chance. Hopefully he'll get settled in and have some stability in Ansan. Also from the videos, I've seen some excellent goal celebrations and I think we could use those, but there's my part on Tiago. Welcome to Ansan, hoping for the best. for my 2022
season prediction of Ansan. I'm gonna take a complete stab in the dark here. Um, obviously we have weird off season, not a lot of exciting uh, transfers in. I mean, aside from trading our captain from last season to our rival, um, we actually do have a kind of a returning core of some foreign players, which is a rarity in our short Kaylee history. Um, with Awasi, Aznawi, Duarte, and um, I believe Kenhoto, a few coming back. We've got a pretty good goalkeeper. Um, though, as usual, we don't have a lot of depth in many areas on the field. So with the expanded playoff, I'm hoping that'll actually help Ansan and that maybe the Greeners will finish at fifth or sixth realistically. But, you know, it can always go south. Anyway, looking forward to a good year. Thanks for listening.